Here comes the biggest news ever. Trek Off the Motion Picture is available on Amazon Prime. That's right. The movie version of the podcast you're listening to. An actual movie. A motion picture on Amazon Prime. Available in the United States and the UK. Just go on Amazon and search for Trek Off. The word Trek Off. One word. And you can watch us. If you don't have Amazon Prime, you can you can like rent us or buy us. We're available on DVD on Amazon. But like streaming on Amazon Prime. And listen, please watch because it really helps us out. And share it. Give us good reviews. And share it on your Facebook page stuff, man. I'm just excited. Check out the motion picture. Warning. The following contains plot spoilers and naughty language. That means explicit content. And the comments and opinions expressed herein are for entertainment and commentary purposes only and may not reflect the actual opinions of Geeks Radio or the individual hosts. So don't get mad. It's just a show. It's time for Trek Off. Enterprise Double D. I'm going to drag off. My name is Justin. And my name's Alexia. And today, um, we've got so much to and talk about. I've got German. Uh, um, uh, I, you know, <laughs> we, no we have this new way that we're recording, so we're recording ahead of time. So last time, we inadvertently recorded a two-hour episode, or two-part episode. You know, because so, like, we got that whole thing where we got arguing because Justin was wrong, like we do. And then about we Batman. Talking forever. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so... So following that, like now we're now at the time that we're recording now, by the time you guys hear this, I'm just trying to think of the way it's all going to work. Like, so we listened to that. We, we did the Batman one and two thing. And then we're going to have probably our live show that we do at intervention that I would love to tell you guys, hey, come to intervention. Um, but I can't because by the time you <laughs> heard this, we've already been there. Habits, so and, and by the time you heard this, you probably will have already heard that live show. So this is like probably two, three weeks later now. And so like, like it, maybe it's good. Maybe it's like, it's like going to be the, the, well, maybe we should me. post this one before the intervention one. Make, we should make I you don't guys know. wait. Like, we it, should make you wait for intervention. I don't know. It's a, <laughs> Maybe it's a good restraint on me though. So I'm not like, Hey, let's spend 20 minutes talking about the box office numbers. <laughs> <laughs> maybe so. <laughs> <laughs> like, because all the news is out of date. Um, I will say this: uh, a short version of the box office numbers. It opened big in China. Um, it's in profit. It did good. Yes, yeah, thirty million dollar opening in China. Um, it's now made more international than it did. Uh, so, so it looks like we'll be getting the fourth Star Trek film, and so that's great. But that's not what we're going to talk about today. Um, I've got a huge thing that we're going to have to spend a lot of time talking about. But before we do, you had I. I always ask, "How's your Trek week?" And you're like, "Me." So how was your Trek week? It was so fucking awesome, dude. <laughs> tell me like, about it. I can't even tell you how. Like, I can try. And I'm going to try to tell you how awesome it was. But it's not going to really capture the level of awesomeness. <laughs> There's just no way that that's It was possible. so awesome. It's <laughs> it just was- like they made, they made Trekgasm. It was all, all it was, just Trekgasms everywhere. I'm serious, dude. Really. For realsies, it was. Like, do you think? Do you think that there's a? Do you think there's an enterprise vibrator out there? Gosh, you know what? I gotta imagine that there is. I yeah, I don't know, but I I feel like there should be. It seems like it would be like, like maybe you'd hold it by the nacelles and. Yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know, but like. Maybe we should design one. You're like, I'm gonna <laughs> fuck this ship the way the designers of the Discovery fucked that one. Um. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so tell me about your track week. What happened? Oh, so okay. On the fiftieth anniversary, at the precise moment that 
the first episode of Star Trek aired at 8.30 p.m. Um, we were watching the first episode of Star Trek airing on the fucking IMAX theater screen, which is gigantic. Yeah, you mentioned the last show that you wanted to do that. How was how was the experience? How does that hold oh, up on a big screen? Like, does it? It's fucking awesome, dude. Was it the remastered like, one? Was it like? Um, I th- I I think it I think it was. It, I I know that it wasn't. Um, it it wasn't the uh like you know the remastered one. How they have the like updated effects that like are still in keeping. Like they're still stylistically yeah. appropriate. It wasn't that though. But it wasn't that. No, it was clearly the original. Um, like effects from the episode, which I think was was correct was the correct choice. Yeah. Um, so what was really cool though is like before it even started, they had like a panel and they talked about like Star Trek and stuff, and it was um like I think the museum curator at the Smithsonian in DC and um and Rod Roddenberry. And it was simulcast to us. So, like, we're watching them on the big screen, right? And it was really interesting. Like, I didn't know that the Smithsonian actually, uh, around the time, I think I think they, I think think they she had said it was before the third season happened uh, because it wasn't doing so hot. Like, they had, like, they obtained, they were given uh, a like the first episode, like, like the original, co- like a copy of like the, like the Oh, actual, wow, really? Yeah, like way okay. back in the day. And it has been with the museum this whole time. And that's, and, and when they, and that's how they came by, um, like, I guess the same hookup that, got, that gave them that uh, were also the people who gave them the, the Enterprise prop. That's so. So, cool. that's, I love living here. Can I just say, like, like yeah, every once in a while, I'm like, area? holy shit, it's actually kind of cool. Because normally, yeah. I'm kind of down on DC, like all of the politics. And, yeah, but we have a the, space shuttle. Like, you could just go right? to the space shuttle. Exactly. Like, so there's definitely a fucking upshot. Um, and it was so, it was so cool because I'd never heard him speak about his father, so I didn't know. You know, this was my first experience seeing the guy at all. Um, and he's a cool dude. And he's so he's so cute because he talks about um, how oblivious like and that's how he puts it. Like because he basically, you know, growing up like he had no idea. Right. Like his dad is work is work and home is home. Right. So he's not bringing Star Trek home with him. And it, it was really cool, though, so, sort of hear from him about his journey and realization of, of just what Star Trek has meant to people after the fact, like not knowing what it was, not having watched it and why he watched Star Trek because of all the love that people had for his father after the fact. And so hearing about his sort of discovery and realization of what it was much later in his life is so interesting and, you know, hearing about, like, his, his dad, you know, being sort of a yeah, flawed human being because he's a fucking person. You know what I mean? He's oh, yeah. Like, no, he did, he did um, some some not as good stuff. Yeah. I mean, he's a person. And, like, at the end of the day, the, the man's a person, you know? like and, and while I think he was an extraordinary person, and I think he 
um, had some really beautiful ideas about the world and about humanity and uh, and that stuff. He, you know, at the end of the day, he's still a fucking person. <laughs> like he's not like as much as we elevate him sometimes. Uh, he's not like a god, you know. <laughs> like he's just a guy, a really cool guy, a really talented guy, a really forward-thinking guy, but just a guy. Um, so he's, you know, not perfect. But it was just, it was really cute hearing stories of like growing up with the man and hearing about Rod's journey to, to finding Star Trek and hearing him talk about doing his documentary. Like, you think it took us a long time. <laughs> like, I think he said something like... Well, I've like, seen Trek Nation. I've seen Trek Nation. It's, it's cool. I have not, sadly. I really want to see it even more now um, that I have heard about the journey of making it. But like, I want to say he said it took like eight, nine, ten years, something like that. Like, so as bad as ours was, like, I was like, okay, well, you know, it makes me feel a little bit better. We're in good company. <laughs> like, yeah, well, no, I think hard. the longer, you know, I think the longer your documentary takes, the better it is. <laughs> exactly. Right. Like that's just true. No, yeah, um, I think that's, that's definitely the case. I think um, that there, I think, I think that that's just science. I think if you just look at the science of documentary making. <laughs> It clearly it shows. Yeah, so um, science clearly shows. There's a study from Yale that shows the longer <laughs> your documentary takes to make, the more excellent it most definitely is. Definitely um, more excellent. So you should watch ours by that token. Um, yes. But it was cool. And I, I'm bummed that I didn't get to to see the the documentaries that that were um, that were the next evening. Uh, but it sounded cool because they basically did. And, and she talked about it a little bit. So they did. Uh, one of them was building the enterprise and it's basically about the, like getting to see all of the little things. She's like, like finding just the right gray, you know, and things like that. Like when they were restoring the enterprise and I was like, that's, that's fucking awesome. And um, I'm so bummed that like, I didn't go to the Udvarhazi the day before. Yeah, because you were saying Udvarhazi is the. We mentioned this last time that the uh, that the Udvarhazi is the other air and space in Virginia. Correct, and I'm I'm just so bummed I didn't go the day before because if I had gone the day before, I might have run into Rod Roddenberry. Like he went, like he took his son, and oh, cool. he tells he tells this story about it because he like as soon as he walks in, like he sees the the shuttle all the way back there, right, and he's like. And his and his son is like, as you know, like right when you go walk in, there's the um, the there's an SR seventy one Blackbird there. Oh no 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 the there's like the store right like off oh, yeah, the yeah, side, yeah. and yeah. so his son is like making beeline for that, and he's like, no no boy, let's go here, or let's watch, let's look at this, and he basically has like his his son has this full on meltdown about not getting to go into the store oh, no. because daddy wants to go see the shuttle, and it's so funny. Because the the I guess the curator lady that um, that was talking about the, uh, the the restoration and all the stuff, and she was kind of heading up the festivities for the 50th anniversary stuff. Um, she was like, "Is that you, Rob?" Like she know she recognized him, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, how bad this must look." And he's like, oh, "I swear, goodness. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not torturing my child. I'm not abusing my child in any way." Oh no! She was like, I, I knew it immediately. Like the child meltdown. I've seen it. So she has children. So she was 
like, oh no, I knew exactly what was going on. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, if only, like, and I'm close. If only you had been there to see the grandchild of Gene Roddenberry have a meltdown, you go, my life's fine now. I I'm win. I'm just saying, it would have been unlocked. It, achieved, definitely, achievement unlocked. It would have been cool, man. Fuck I'm you, Lucas. Kidding. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck I'm you! Your child is Jar Jar Binks. Actually, Lucas has kids. I'm sure. I'm sure that Lucas. I just because like, I, I mean, got a wonderful relationship with his kids. I just could have run into the guy, and it would have been fucking cool. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just saying. Like, I I wish that I had thought that maybe he would be there. I don't know why. I, I don't know why I would have thought that, but I clearly was not lucky enough to have just gone there randomly the day before. But you still had a but cool opportunity. You still. Did I did. I. Great. I'll tell you what, because so it was really cool hearing stories and I, I can't regale you with all of them because that would um, I'd probably do it poorly a and, and B it would take a long time but um, what I did do uh, at, so that they showed the episode and um, <laughs> and of course I'm and this is sort of the thing about technology I guess um, I, I was like Mr. A I was like I need you to take I need when the, once the show was started I need you to take a shot of me against the screen when when Kirk is on. And he's like, that's fucking obnoxious. We can't yeah, I know, you can't do that. I was like, just a quick one. I'm not, not, not like with a flash or like, you know, just low key. Like, I just, just so that I have one. It can be a bad <laughs> picture. I just really, I just need this. <laughs> he was like, I want to ruin like, the 50th anniversary so I can have a selfie. What ruin? Why would it be ruined? You would be ruined if I was the person behind you. If you weren't you... If you weren't you, like if you were you, I wouldn't care because yeah, it's Alexia. Uh, she's awesome. But then, like if I was sitting in front of someone, like some, like say, let's say there's some like you know twenty year old kid who's like taking pictures of them with the IMAX screen, I'll be like, you get the fuck down, get off my lawn. So <laughs> get off so, my. I mean, I didn't leave my seat. I just like backed away from my seat toward the screen for a hot second. Like I probably obstructed no one's view there's rake seating in the fucking imax theater yeah i know i just like, freak out if somebody pulls out a fucking cell phone ever in a movie I just oh do you to, oh i want to i want to slap him in the face with my dick it's awful it's awful <laughs> it's awful it's awful because i'm like into the movie and i'm like oh look i'm like in like because you know i like i've said this before i like to be transported and and I've told you before I had problems with like the original series because it it doesn't like you have to like suspend like disbelief. But the the other half of that is that when a movie does pull me in, I'm in. So if I'm in and I'm walking looking through the magic sixteen by nine window in front of me that's transporting me to a wonderful other world and some other asshole in front of me is suddenly like, Hey, look at my little phone I just seriously I want to fucking teabag him. It's just like like you pulled me out of the wonderful Wizard of Oz like experience I was having. Well, then, and then it could be that everybody there was very upset with me. I don't but know I why feel like people were slapping me in the face with their dicks on the way out. All the way out. And I didn't know what I that felt was like about. I was it's Lindsay good to Lowen. know that there was a reason for it. It's good to know why. It's good to know why. Sorry. I don't think that that was true because it was like a second and we were very like low-key. But like we kept the screen sure. like like shielded until like the moment he took it real quick and then we were done. I totally 100% believe you. Whatever. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to submit. Fuck you. But what's great is so, of course, it's this horrible picture, like where you you can't see me at all, right? Like you can see the outline of Alexia, but it's clearly my outline. And it's and the the shot of Kirk, he's making this face, and it looks like he's kissing my head. It's awesome. <laughs> it's like fantastic, and it makes me super happy. So I don't care 
if it, if you would have slapped me with your dick for it, it would have been worth it. All right. I wouldn't have slapped you. No, you're awesome. Anyone else? <laughs> anyone? It's it's anyone else. Equation though. must have a not Alexia doing it. <laughs> That's how it goes. But it I have- was so after the thing, right? Then they followed it up with, and so like watching the episode was really awesome. Obviously, it was because you know the people you're watching it with all love it too, and um. And all the things that you laugh at and all the things. And I, you know what? I had forgotten. I hadn't realized that in this particular episode, and I wonder, I wonder how this turned into being red shirts, but like the people who die in that episode aren't red shirts. They're blue and yellow shirts. I know. No, it, it breaks. It breaks. the fire. I watch. I watch the man trap as well. When like I when like I was at home, I was like, fucking let's watch this. And Mrs. J is like, yeah, I don't know. And I'm like, you will watch. It is Star Trek. <laughs> that is happening. I'm seeing it. I said, it doesn't matter. Unsee That's it. That's not the fucking point. We're seeing Unsee it. Unsee it. On the 50th, like at the moment, yeah, at the so, moment. Anyway, go on. To fin- fin- finish up your story because I got more. So, so yeah, we, we got to, and it was amazing to watch and I loved that. And then when it was over, they had like a whole panel. And what was cool is they actually had a guy on our side so, well, so for the simulcasting that would allow us to also ask questions of the panel in DC. Did you ask one? I totally did. You talked to Rod Ronberry? I I mean, I didn't. It was like relayed via our our our, our spokesperson because they basically had like a oh. camera set up and the guy with a microphone. But you weren't there. able to go go, hey, hit me in the face with your dick. <laughs> um, no, I wasn't. And you know what? Strangely enough, that is not what occurred to me to say. Interestingly, um, nobody said that. One, yes, interestingly, no one, and two, no one said it's physically anything. impossible for everybody in Virginia because he's not really there, Justin. That's not how the magic screen works. <laughs> <laughs> he's not. It's not. It's. It's not like his dick not like, was not in the same airspace as us. Technically, it's not like the so Willy Wonka chocolate bar TV where you can reach in and pull it out. It's not like that. No, That's it's not, not how like TVs that. work. Sorry. If it had been though, I would have hugged all of them. Um, yeah. So it was it was him and and her. Uh, so what'd you ask? Then, what'd you ask? What'd you ask? I I asked what was their favorite episode of the and series. their answers. Anyway, so Rod said that his favorite episode was Devil in the Dark, and he said the reason for it was because if you recall that one, that's the one with the Horta. For people who don't know, just the name of the the episode doesn't tell them. That's the one with the Horta, where their horse is killing people, and so they come to like you know, take out this beast, right? This devil in the dark, only to find out that it's actually a mother protecting her babies. And like, maybe we're the devil in the dark. And that was why it's his favorite. He was like, because it's this quintessent, like this, this dilemma, this idea. Cause he talks about like, I feel like I just, I wish I could hang out with this guy. Cause I feel like he and I just totally agree on all the things you know, because he was talking about, like, in general, like, Star Trek's thing is is that it's to start the conversation about stuff, to challenge what you might think about other people that you don't know or cultures that you don't understand. And it's like, and maybe you won't agree by the end of it, but the idea is to have the conversation, is to start the conversation. Before, you know, not just getting... So I was actually the first person who got to ask a question from the Ibrahavi. So I was all like, yay, and excited. It was pretty fucking awesome. Um, and I like, <laughs> I tried to be like cool when I asked it. So maybe it's for the best 
that it was like filtered through another person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was kind of like, oh, 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 he called on me. He called on me. <laughs> like, like, what? Wait, hold on. It's work, work. It's words. Speak. Hold on. What's happening? <laughs> Who am I? Um. So did you like? So after after it was all done, did you do any of the other fifty fiftieth anniversary stuff? I didn't get it. Or was that just like the one thing that night? That was the one thing I was able to do. That was the one thing I uh, that didn't conflict with the show that I got to do. Um, so for that reason, it was also extra special because it was like my only thing to be able to do. Can, can we? Can you imagine like maybe we should open the show a Star Trek after fan, though? This. Like someone who's not a fan, like who who like just appreciates Star Trek that it's you know a thing, and you're like, hey, can we delay the play because I need to go to the celebration of a 50 year old show. Can I can right. I go do that? Can I like, do that? Is that cool? Well, cool, I'm man. So I'm glad. Grateful. I'm glad you got. I'm glad you got a chance to do that and to like see to see them and to meet them and like to to feel a part of it. You did like it's it's the one thing that I I guess I'm happiest about about like about having done Trek Hop with you and like over the course of the years is like being able to you know you know that that what was a sort of one way street for you for a long long time you know you watch Star Trek and that's like where the communication ended. You know, yeah. That, that 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 I definitely yeah. By doing this, stuff, we like, know like it's it's an interactive thing, and so I'm yeah. I'm and hoping, and we have I'm so hoping many... that like as we look into the past into last weekend, I really hope you got to meet uh, Rene Abagnois or or Barkley. Like I really like I I don't know if you did. I hope so too. But, I really want. But to. <laughs> I hope that you did. I hope that you did. We'll know later. Me I have something too. cool to share. Um, I'm I'm we'll sad on. that I didn't get to meet these people like in person and touch their flesh. Although yeah. I don't know if I could have actually like waylaid them because i would have tried but probably so would have everybody else so who knows there's one other thing before i stop talking about this that i have to say to you because we have this conversation about waxana troy you and i sure sort of and i love her and what i found out that, that i did not know at this at this fit at this event um was that she um that part was written for her and it pretty much is her huh like so i always Major loved Barrett. that character Barrett is loxana that's like that's her baseline personality yes like when huh. when gene came home he was like i finally because you know obviously as we all know he wrote her as second in command yeah, and pilot and they wouldn't but have that's it. not her and she was nurse it. chapel right and then she wound up being nurse chapel but um, the real her was, is Loxana. But, but yeah, but basically he went when Next Gen came around and he wrote that cool. he came home and he's like, I've written this, I've written this part for you, baby. And, and, and you don't even have to act. And she was like, I don't know how I should feel about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, speaking of Gene, before we go on to our topic, I did have something that I saw this week that I've been looking for. And I'm sure you know the story, but not, maybe not everyone who's listening does. I saw this meme this week. Um, and it's uh, well, you see how it's related, but li- I'm just going to say this. Uh, I'm just going to read what's on it. it. Says on June 8th, and I'm getting th- this from Imgur dot Imgur dot com. On June 18th, 1947, on a Pan Am flight from Calcutta to New York, an engine stopped working, which caused another engine to overheat, which caused a fire, which caused a panic. And while the a pilot attempted to land the plane, the 25-year-old co-pilot unbuckled himself. He went to the main cabin to help with the passengers. He sat next to a young woman who was alone. He told her it was going to be okay. He told her this as he watched the engine continue to burn. He told her this as he watched it fall from the wing. He told her this as the fuel lines became exposed, 
Fire overtook the aircraft and the plane pitched downward. He told her this, knowing that every single person on that plane was going to die. The plane hit hard, crashing into the Syrian desert. Fourteen people died instantly. Crew, two crew members survived, including the co-pilot. And with a pair of broken ribs, he went back into the burning plane, pulling survivors from the wreckage. Eventually, the wind turned. The fire overtook the aircraft. And so they waited. Morning arrived, but a rescue did not. The co-pilot took charge and formed two search parties. The first party went in one direction. The second party, along with the co-pilot, went the other, wandering into the desert. They eventually found a village, a village which had a radio. A call was made, and the 22 survivors were rescued. As for the co-pilot, the crash changed him. After that, he didn't want to be a pilot anymore. He wanted to do something different with his life. He resigned from Pan Am to pursue a career in writing and ultimately television. His name was Gene Roddenberry, and he created Star Trek. Okay. Um, so our main topic for the day. Um, uh, hey, look, look behind the curtain. I like the part that you guys didn't hear is uh, I just um, suggested that we do in 40 minutes all of season seven of Star Trek The Next Generation. At which point, Alexia, probably very wisely, said, uh, you're fucking nuts. <laughs> like probably very wisely, definitely wisely. You're also, crazy. I've also I've decided that we are writing a whole new season of Star Trek: The Next Generation. We have to do it right now. We have to, <laughs> As a matter of fact, minutes, yes, actually, let's... in five minutes we're going to record an hour and a half show. We're gonna, so what we're going to do? Oh, instead. so we're oh, we're going to do a new season of 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 Next Gen? Like we're going to no. create one? No, I think we're we not could do that, that in forty minutes. So here's what we got. Here's what we got. This is what we got. Um, we have uh, according to the rap.com. Um, here are the 39, uh, the 39 top characters, all the main characters in all of Star Trek, the 39 people who've been listed in the opening credits of the show. So it's not going to include Khan. It's not going to include Q. It's not going to include Garrick. They've got to be in the opening credits of the show to be included on the list. Um, and here are, um, from the worst to the best of the 39. Now, just to start off, who do you think the last place one is? The last place? And not that. All right. I, I'll, I'll spoil who the rap says. They say it's Wesley Crusher, but I think that that's like, you know, I, I think that that's what everyone's going to write. So so would you agree, Wesley Crusher? As last place? I mean, it's hard because I'm not I'm not I'm not as familiar with some of the later shows. Who's in the opening credits? Like who's the listed? only person that I would disagree with Wesley Crusher in last place is the person who's second to last, um, which Wesley Crusher is at number thirty nine. Uh, uh, number 38 is Travis Mayweather. Um, I, I love, I met the guy who played Travis Mayweather. Um, yeah, but uh, as a character, he's as a character, yeah, he does. He's really not a strong actor. He's not a strong actor. Um, he's not a strong character. Um, the character has no backstory except like my family's from space. They and, work on cargo ships. Yeah. All right. I mean, so I think they tried to give him a backstory, but yeah, I think, but they didn't I, try that hard. <laughs> like I definitely, I I have to say that of the two, though, in terms of what they contribute to the overall show, like to the to storylines, yeah, Wesley's better skills. Like, Wesley is far. Wesley more, has highs and lows. Like what Wesley? Yeah, he does. Like, Maywe- like, Mayweather is never useful. as bad as Wesley, but he's also never as good as Wesley. He's just like he's like literally he's, he's yeah he's just kind of there. Like here's here's the story of Travis Mayweather. Travis Mayweather was there. Like that's. Here we go. Number, uh, oh, number, again, I disagree with this. Number 37, Hoshi Sato. Um, oh, I don't disagree with that. A Hoshi is just a pain in the ass. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't, like, here's the thing. I really liked her first time through. 
um, because they tried to do some interesting things with it. No, uh, when I did my re- hold on, hear me out. When I did my rewatch, um, again, and I hate to ever criticize the actor, um, and I am sure that working on the set was it was a difficult thing. Um, whatever I liked about it the first time around, I just don't think on repeated viewings uh, translated as well. But I don't think that she's like, like I don't know that I'm gonna say that she's uh, better or worse than than you know. Okay, you know she deserves to be there. Thirty seven. Yeah, I'm always. I, I'm always, like I don't necessarily blame the actors. You know, I I I think that sometimes character, you can and sometimes you can't. But I mean, sometimes like, you can and sometimes. You can't, but I think I I feel like in the case of Hoshi, like I don't think I I'm not necessarily saying the actor wasn't doing her job or like she just sucked. I think the character sure. sucked. Like they just they made her well, but like, so instance, whiny and irritating yeah. and like why the fuck did she even go? She doesn't want to be there. Number thirty six. Like, <laughs> I disagree with most of Star Trek fandom about this character. Number 36, Neelix. Um, <laughs> here's the yeah, thing. Yeah, I don't find Neelix as offensive as, as most people do. Oh, people hate Neelix. I think especially later Neelix is really good. I think Neelix, like in the later seasons of Voyager, is. Re- I understand like hating the, the early Neelix. Like, like, oh, good to meet you, that Neelix. But when he got to be a little more, you know, when he got to be a little more like laid back about, I what find he was it doing, very he... interesting, like just as a like socially speaking, that that this, you know, cheery guy, yeah, is but is later on so they play against that. People. He plays against. Like, why that do you type. think that is? And 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 <laughs> when he's serious, like... it matters because of how cheery he used to be. I'm just saying. I wonder. It's so odd to me that like that is such a turnoff. Like, I wonder yeah. why. Like, what is it that we don't... Why don't we like that? <laughs> like, why I is will it, say this. Well, the, fuck that guy. He's too cheery. He's too I think positive. there's that. I think there's the loud clothes. I think that he's... Like, I love maybe the loud as, clothes. Fuck that shit. But he might be seen as, like, a quark ripoff. But I think the other thing is, and I think this is somewhat true, um, uh, it's attractive to see characters who are capable. And I will say this. I never understood the need for a chef on the show. And... and like they never really found a place for him to fit in. And so, and so I, I wouldn't put him this low. Let's see who's past him and see if I uh, agree or disagree with who's past him. Um, Cause it's really the ranking that we're going to argue about. Oh my gosh. 35 Bellana Torres. Yeah. That low. She's so bitchy again. But, like I really think they do such a disservice to, to feed. All right. But I, I know the people that you don't like, but you're saying that Bellana Torres is below Jake Sisko, below Ezri Dax. You're saying below no. Ensign Kim, below Tom Paris. You're saying no. below, but below. Um, I can't remember his name. The 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 b- before uh, below Malcolm Reed. Like he's she's no that way. Low. No, definitely not that though. I like agree she's with that. like we voted her the sexiest person on the ship at one point. <laughs> the sexiest. Engineer. She's se- she's sexy. She's absolutely sexy. But like as as her personality goes, like the she way they arc, have built and I her. Think that's a thing she to just be. And that's a big problem we've mentioned before with Voyager is like we might like her better. The reason I think that Neelix deserves to be higher up is because his character arcs and changes. But my big problem with Voyager is largely season two Voyager and season seven Voyager. You can just <coughs> flip around the episodes. The characters don't grow or change. Um, and I think that her like she's one of the worst. But like, for instance, if you want to talk about a character on Voyager who deserves to be like lower than her. Number 34, Chakotay. No, I like Chakotay more than <laughs> like, I like her. Like, I would ar- Even I would his, honestly his, argue his that main... Chakotay deserves to be at the very, very bottom of this list. 
just because he's, you know, kind of just Land? got this one thing that that um, that defines him. I think that just like they're not always pulling that out. Like they pull it out a lot as like this is Chakotay's thing. But yeah, there are plenty of episodes where he's just being her first officer and it doesn't have anything to do with his heritage. And it's just and, yeah, and I th- those I think he's I think he's good. I think he's certainly more he's more palatable and more interesting than Blana because they just they just made her angry all the time and then pissed off that she was angry. Like, it was just you know what I mean? It was just like, I'm angry. I'm angry that I'm angry. Yeah. It was like, why? Why do you do this? Like, why is that what she must be like? (laughs) Like, what? Because she's a woman? What? It's like, I I just I I hated that they did that. And I think it's more offensive because there are like per capita fewer women on sure. the shows that when you do such a disservice to them, it's, it, it just hurts the cause overall. So the, that, this, the, this person making the list didn't work very hard because literally it's like the cast of Voyager. <laughs> like, because right after she <laughs> Well, but, they're not wrong, man. Like a lot of that cast as, as characters go, aren't, they aren't great, man. Like, like 33 Tom Paris. Yeah. Now Here's the thing. I understand that you disliked Tom Paris at the beginning, but this is a character he, he did grow. He did change. He's not the cad he was at the beginning. He isn't the rebel he was at the beginning. He had things he believed in. He became a, a husband, an expectant father, a I responsible think he be- I definitely being. think he became more interesting in the, like, like in the end. Like, let's see who he's above, because, again, I think that, like, I like Paris. Paris is, like, one of the characters on Voyager I really like. I certainly yeah, think I, he's- couldn't, I couldn't say I like Paris, though. I certainly think he's better than number 32, Harry Kim. No, I like Harry more than I like Paris. Really? Because Harry is the worst example of a character who doesn't change. But there's every once in a while, there's like a really cool episode featuring him. And he's awesome. And he's a strong actor. That's what I'm saying. Like he, and I'm not trying to say anything. I'm not taking anything away from the guy that plays Tom Paris. Like I don't necessarily blame him for, because like I've seen him in other stuff and I like him in other stuff. So that's not him. I just, I feel like the, the difference is they, for Paris, they wrote such a, again, such a cliched one dimensional kind of a character that I don't fucking care. See, and I would say, and I would like say at least when he was on that episode changed, of, um, I feel like Harry um, didn't change at all. Cause remember he was on that episode in next gen. Um, yes, yes, I so do. At least when he was in that episode. I liked that character better. It was Nick Right? Locarno. It was a yeah, more yeah. interesting person. He was sure. more complex. And and I think that they basically made Paris sort of a watered down version of that. And he's just kind At of At first, there. but I feel like he grew. Okay, so I I mean again But even when he grew, then they still have him like again like you always give them shit um on Enterprise, like, so Archer likes water polo. Great. But how often, particularly in the later seasons, was Paris just working on his his old car? I will say this about the twenty fourth and the twenty fifth century. Whatever the black and white fucking program was. It's just interesting. the 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 twenty third century was very interested in the nineteen sixties, as the twenty fourth century seems very interested in the in the eighties and nineties. What an <laughs> odd coincidence that is. It's strange. Uh, uh, 
Here we go. Uh, number 32, Harry Kim, we already mentioned. Um, strong acting, not strong character. We've already mentioned number 31, Malcolm Reed, Enterprise, inventor of the no, So here I think system. actually this is a place where I disagree. I think Malcolm should be much lower on the list. Really? Absolutely. I fucking, I couldn't stand Malcolm. I don't know what it was, but I just couldn't. He, he, the actor seemed to be trying real hard. I like, guess. I just didn't. Again, I don't know if I like dislike the guy as a person or his acting. I just, as a character, he was just distasteful to me. And I think there were times when I downright like, we like really was like when he would show up, I'm like, oh God, can we stop with this? I don't want to see him. And I All think right. that there's very few characters I felt that way about. He has sort of got to stick up his ass, and that's right. You know, and it really bothers me. And it's just it's it's it doesn't it rubs me the wrong way as a person. well. If you want the so opposite of even... Malcolm Reed, you can get number thirty, Deanna Troy. <laughs> now let's be clear: we voted Deanna Troy, although we like her, the most useless character on Star Trek. At one point, <laughs> like, like, like this, this, uh, this, this list said, uh, take a shot every time this Betazoid started a sentence with the words I sense. Um, <laughs> um, her, her job was to look at the person who was clearly lying and tell the card <laughs> they're lying. You know what, though? I'm seriously, on rewatch, there are times when she is useful. Like it's, I, I, I th- it's funny to say, and it's and it's a joke, and it's an ongoing joke, and I think there are times when it's like, yeah, you think he's lying, Deanna? <laughs> you don't but, say. But here's the thing: how but, useful is she before season five? That's the thing. I think, like, I honestly, think, I don't know. I can't. I don't have the division of the seasons in my brain. So, so let me well let me give you a different division then. The the starting in season five, uh, she uh, got placed into a Starfleet uniform. Sure. And once she was out of the dresses and the bodysuits and in the Starfleet uniform, and also she got her lieutenant commander position, suddenly she was a useful character. Like I really enjoy, and she's a good actress. She's a really good actress. Yeah. Um. Uh. But man, the pain <laughs> just can't. I think you just don't like emotional things, and so that's it's why not that know. she's emotional. It's just they they it's you know I will give this to Star Trek often especially early next gen, they did not know how to write emotion on Star Trek. Like they weren't good at writing emotion on Star Trek. It always seemed forced um, early on. I don't on. know, man. I don't know that I felt that way. And there's that, ep- like there's episodes even early on, like the one with the, the guy who, that was a, the, all the crystalline entity had come and killed everybody, but he couldn't be killed or something. And, um, and he like recreated his wife and their little patch of land was like living this little fantasy. And he like was pumping her head full of music to like distract her and to keep her off the scent. And um, I think there was another one with like an alien kid that, uh, no kid who was going through some shit because his mom often, died. But and I mean, the it's, alien it's... was trying to take him to take care of him. And there was like, yeah. so there's, there've been times when she's useful, when she actually gives insight into situation like maybe not in a moment like where it's like i sense that he's lying when it's like like yes there are absolutely those moments where like clearly the guy's being fucking shifty and we don't need deanna to tell us that he's being shifty but they think there are times and it's usually when they're not in the moment but it's an assessment and we're talking about what's going on when she brings something to the table in terms of you know sensing stuff and more importantly i think because of her training as a counselor like 
the the psychology that might be put your, like contributing. I would have liked to see on. more of it. I mean, I think that like underutilized. I think is this. I think we're not. Gonna I think that's I true. Th- I think we can agree that she's underutilized. Largely. So let's jumping to number twenty nine. I don't know how you're going to feel about this at all, Jonathan Archer. Fuck that shit. Um. So uh, I am. I don't eat a buffet, Nick's. Like, no. Here's the thing. I don't think that Jonathan Archer should rank past like number twenty. We'll see who ranks below him. But I've looked at I've looked ahead of the few next few who rank below him, and they're wrong. Like <laughs> and they're fucking I, wrong. Let Let me be clear. He is my least favorite captain, even including Janeway. Um, wow. because for all of the for all the missed opportunities that Janeway had, Kate Mulgrew brought so much fire to the role and did so many interesting things. Whereas I feel like. I, I've always felt, and we've talked, I don't, we need, we don't, we, need to we, we don't have to go into this again that you just don't love the Bacula. I know. Well, You're no, I love Bacula the Bacula, hater. but I don't no, feel, <laughs> I don't feel that Sam Beckett is a great Starfleet captain. Whatever. And I felt like once they had him on there, I felt like they, and I think it's kind of true. They didn't really know what to do with him. Like he was, he was like, he was. I, I disagree. I just, we get to see him be hopeful, getting out there. We can't wait to meet the universe guy to scared of the universe guy to back to some level of hope. Like he has a great arc and he, he's and a he's, great actor. And, and he's I a think fantastic been, actor. I, th- I think, I think that I don't think his arc is great and I don't think the writing for him is great. I think that Whatever. Scott Bakula elevates every scene and everything. that Absolutely. He does. I mean, I, so, don't, yeah, I don't know what it would have looked like with another person in the role if i would so, feel the way that i feel but he i don't i, I don't know that bacula's him. persona is right for captain but once you get past that he's good enough to elevate what he's given to do i just wonder if you know a captain needs to have a more stark a more draconian a more you know a, a, i don't a more machiavellian so. like we just like, disagree about yeah. that you know what i mean because i mean if, if and I'm, I'm at, not even talking a real captain. I'm talking a Star Trek captain. There has to be something. I've always felt there needs to be something relatively Shakespearean about a Starfleet captain. And I, a, a not Shakespearean thing is a way to go. But when the rest of the world is still relatively Shakespearean, I don't know that it worked. But then he's a good enough actor that he did what he could with it. I don't think he belongs at 29. I certainly don't think yeah. he belongs below number 28 to Paul. Definitely not. Are you fucking kidding me? I mean, she's who she's wrote this fucking list? <laughs> she is arguably, she might be my least favorite character on Star Trek. Um, I don't know that I, I'd go that far because I definitely think I dislike Malcolm more than I dislike her. Because later her, I I kind of dig. Early her, definitely not. But I think that they they get much better at at finding a place. You know, and maybe the actress learns a little bit more about how better to portray things. Um, I just think they do more interesting things with her later in the show. They do, um, but here's here's the here here's the thing. Whereas she's not a good actress, I don't think she would even think she's a good actress. She was clearly cast. <laughs> she's very pretty. <laughs> she was clearly cast because she's supposed to be pretty. Um, yeah. I do feel as the show went on, maybe it's what they did with her. Maybe she lost a bunch of weight, but I, I like even then she wasn't even that pretty to me anymore which she doesn't have to be a woman does not have to be appealing to man a man for the show but that if that was her function she wasn't doing that function she was on there to be naked and be slathered with goo <laughs> and and to be eye so candy and 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 like and is arguably the worst vulcan like like she's the most emo- she's more she's more emotional than zachary quinto spock 
like it's it's <laughs> you know and and that's tough to do <laughs> she's um, worse than Kirstie Alley I don't know that Kirstie Alley is 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 particularly I don't I don't feel like like Kirstie Alley is that bad I don't think um, she is either but like people do so that's why I said it like I don't have some big beef with Kirstie Alley uh, you know, yeah, I, I don't either. As a Vulcan, you... but I know people do, and so if you're saying she's the worst Vulcan, it's like, well, it's, what's what's another one that people you know sort of generally feel is like the worst Vulcan? It's Kirstie Alley. Number so. twenty-seven, Flocks. Um, oh, what? Uh, you see, him. here's I the thing. Him. Here's the thing. He is my favorite thing about that show. Um, a case could be made for um, a case could be made for. Uh, the who's the fucking uh, engineer on the show? Um, Trip, Trip, yeah. A case could be made for Trip being the best thing about the show. Flocks, I loved, and why? Because he is sort of that Shakespeare, the way he speaks. You know, when I talk about like the Shakespearean kind of character, like he absolutely elevates it, and it's not just because he's in he does. Movie. But here's the thing, and I and I think maybe this is where uh, I agree that with the choice that they made, and you disagree that because it was the first ship out there. Um, I feel like we we should like to show the difference and how far we sort of come once we're, you know, even to the original series. Um, I, I they should seem more like just people. Up in space. Yeah. You know no, what I, I mean? And I think that I, that's why they made that choice. And I think that that oh, that's and what's great about having flocks there as, you know, this alien on the ship. Um, then you can put him in that role, right? You can give him the sort of Shakespearean thing that you're talking about and you can show the contrast and have, and them learning to acclimate See, and as I, people. And we, we'll, we'll grant that Voyager and Enterprise are the two worst shows. And you and I argue about all the time about which one is worst. And clearly the first 12 characters with the exception of Wesley and, and the exception of Wesley and uh, Troy have all been Enterprise and Voyager characters. Yeah. Like there's, but I think that he is getting unfairly lumped in because he is the best thing about that show. I love every moment that he's in, and we're gonna hit some people down here when we hit Jake Cisco and go. Jake Cisco's better than Flocks. No way. I'm gonna have something to say not. about that. Like, and I don't, and I don't dislike Jake, but I think Flocks is by far a more interesting yeah. character than Jake Cisco ever was, except for the one episode where he's like aging and trying yeah. to get his dad back. Um, Outside of that episode, Jake. And it's not, not that I hate Jake. Jake's better than just, a lot of these, but yeah, not he's just than not that interesting. I don't think he's as interesting as Flock's baseline, right? Number twenty-six, Jadzia Dax. What? Now, fuck that. Shit, that like means that. Esri Dax is going to have to be down there, below Jadzia, which is she's which you're rated gonna, higher than Jadzia. We'll see where she is. I haven't looked ahead. Fuck um, that shit. Whoever wrote this list is fucking crazy pants. And they're they're the part of your crazy. I, well, and here's, listen to what they say. This is what they say. They say, uh, um, uh, Dak showed Worf's intensity, Kirk's swagger, and Spock's curiosity. Um, and it says, uh, uh, it's partly because of inconsistent writing, particularly after she hooked up with Worf in season four. Now, I've come straight out and said, I don't like Dax in seasons one and two. But once she once she's out there with the Klingons, they're first out there with the Klingons episode where they're like, oh, and like you could see the writers in season one and two kind of floundering on what to do with her. But once she gets out there with the Klingons, and they go, that's what she is. She's really good. And I don't think she's a very strong actress in season one and two. 
she in terms of like if if you want to get like a most improved medal for an actor on on Star Trek, <laughs> um, I think that 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 she'd be uh, eligible for it because she is. I, <laughs> I actively dislike her in season one, and I actively love everything about her character in season six. Um, we'll see who's below her. I keep saying that. We'll see who's below her. But... I just can't. I don't understand how Ezri can possibly be in the one season she was on the show. I might like Esri better, and we've argued about of course that. We, of course you do, but that's outs- just because you're Outside of chick. it being Esri, outside of Esri, let's see who else gets below Dax. Because, I mean, Fuck now we that. are getting to the... the t- like, for instance, I totally disagree with this. Number 25, Quark. Quark? What? Like, Quark is... is, is He's so of- interesting, and he brings such a foil to all of these, you know, sort of goody two you know what I mean? Um... Well, and, and Federation also, like, people. I can tell you, Quark is one of the like seven most recognizable heads in Star Trek. You got Worf. Yeah. You got his head is most is more recognizable than Kirk because Kirk's a guy. Like Kirk's a guy, and it's only because it's Shatner that Kirk is re- recognizable. But if you just had to look at fucking silhouettes of people, like Picard because he's bald, you know, uh, uh, Worf, Quark, Spock. Like he is, he is an icon. He's an action. F- he's. I'm sorry. And the, and seeing who's below him, I can't disagree more. Twenty four, Tasha Yar. Yeah, I really like Tasha. Don't but, get me wrong. But again, and again, that's why I really seriously I question the 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 brain of the person who came up with this list. I really do. Um, better than Quark. Because here's the thing: even if Tasha's awesome, and I do think Tasha's pretty great. We have one season of Tasha and we see a lot more from Quark. Like, like at a baseline, we just, we have more to look at. There's more going on there. Period. I don't understand that. I mean, I don't, I don't see, I'm looking above Tasha. I don't see, I I agree. And Ezri Dax certainly isn't better than fucking Tasha Yard. Okay. We can do, we're, we're, I don't want to stall out on Ezri, but I definitely think in terms of Tasha. But I'm saying at least the two of them though, they both have like one season, right? Yeah. So it's like apples and apples. What I'm saying is, it's it, like right now, it seems like apples and chocolate. Yeah, I know. Like they're well, not and, and even fruits that we're talking about. Certainly, I get some of this, but Tasha being better than Archer and Phlox and Jadzia and Quark, you know, I I no. I got to disagree with it. I was with the list up to this point. No way. I, I haven't. I haven't been. I haven't been with this list for some time. I don't know who wrote it, but they're wrong. <laughs> well, here we go. Number 23. That's put too fight a point on it. Well, here's the thing. Now that we're into the what's going to be the top 20, we are going to be like, like these are the 20 best. Instead of the 20 worst, it's the 20 best. And there are a lot of good characters we're about to name. For instance, 23, Tuvok. I love Tuvok. Whatever. I See, I Tuvok. like Quark better than I like Tuvok every day of the week and twice a week. I do Tuesday. too. I absolutely do. Um, but Tuvok... And a lot of people don't like Tuvok, and I and I gotta give the list that it's understanding that a lot of people don't like Tuvok, but I fucking love Tuvok, and I think that it, that Tuvok gets a short shrift from fans a little. He's bit. He's okay. I, I yeah, don't I hate him, him, but I don't like love him. I'm like, oh, I'm not like, ooh, Tuvok. Ever. Number twenty two. That never happens. The Doctor. I'm sorry. I love the Doctor. Doctor's top low. top ten. Yeah. Top ten. Doctor. He doctor, is he is a reason to watch Voyager. Doctor, he, the doctor and seven is, of nine are the reason to watch Voyager. Sure. Period. The doctor is bumping original series next gen and DS nine characters off this list for me. He is the best. Oh thing no, about he's that. not doing that. But well, he is absolutely he after that. He is he the reason off, to right, watch that. Check off. 
the doctor is better than Chekhov. I mean, Chekhov's fun and he's interesting, but the doctor is given so much great stuff to do. And Chekhov's yeah, he's not. got more to do. And I think it's it's hard to compare. But I mean, Chekhov has a special place in my heart. Sure. Yeah. But it can't so just I, be about what's in your heart. It has to be, you know, like objectively. It has to be what? Like, what is I mean, what's the fucking criteria for this fucking list? Well, the list is not just to delight you. Maybe the, maybe that's what we don't like about the list. It seems like the person just listed their favorite shit. Right. And like, like, <laughs> And they're wrong. <laughs> like, and, and that's the thing. And is that, they're wrong. Uh, 21, Chekhov. 20, Uhura. I'm okay Fuck with... You. Well, hold on. No. Hold, hold on. That. Hold on. Let's see where it is. Because I, I, think, I think we might be... We got to remember the original series didn't give them their their iconic didn't give them a lot to do and there's a lot of great characters. But here's coming. the thing, so and this was another story. Yes, that I they told know us. that in your opinion, it should just be the original series, their entire crew listed at, at the top of the list. It should I be. But can I can that. I finish this like, like legitimately? Okay. Sure. Um. But so they they actually talked about this a little bit at the at um at the thing, and the fact that they had to fight so hard to get Ahura to even be on the the bridge and that there was an episode called cat's paw that they wrote for Ahura, and it was it was an important episode and they wanted it to be where all the men are fucked up and she takes over the ship and that doesn't happen on the in the first three seasons of the original series because the producers the 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 um they were like paramount whoever it was at that point was like hell no no you're not doing it we won't let you do it not happening but it happens that episode's on the cartoon and it's if we count the awesome. cartoon, I mean, and that's the thing. I think if you count, and actually, it's funny that the the thing you're listing here. It says though she was vastly underutilized, Uhura's presence on the Enterprise was a big step forward for African American women in television. After being skipped on the chain of command for years, Uhura finally got to take charge of the Enterprise during a rescue mission in the animated series. I'm just saying, like, I think, I think for her iconicness, I think for what she represents as a character, that what she may have actually done been allowed to do on you know episodes of the original series is not enough to to go on and you have to look you should definitely look at the animated series as well as you know be talking about her as a character in general but i think just for what she represents um i think she's more important than all of these other people i think i think well she she's maybe the most important character on star trek in terms of importance I will I will I will give you that. And it's not the actor. It is a and maybe not even the writers. So we will agree that uh we we will agree that her is important. Um let's just see who comes next. After that, number nineteen. Uh Sulu. Again, he now, should be higher up the list, in my opinion. He should be higher up the list. Yep. Why? Why? I mean he's he's cool. He does some cool stuff, but why should he be higher than the doctor or Jadzia? Or because, Quark? So Again, I mean, if you're going to do apples to apples, you're the one who you're the one who said, you know, one one season <laughs> versus one season. I, I I am. You're right. But like, I think that at some point it's not fair because the original like none of it all happens without the original series. And the, the fact that they didn't get the opportunity because as a, as a society, we you know didn't have the open mindedness or whatever to actually have um, a show last for more than three seasons. Like they got, they just have more, like who knows what they could, and you have to consider the movies as well. And he, and he, like Ahura, represents diversity at a time when that's a, a really big deal. I, I, I agree with you. I agree with so you. So I'm just saying. I, I agree. I, I, 
in terms of what he represents, but in terms of just a character, in terms of a character who does cool stuff, we we shat on a lot of the Voyager characters because they don't do anything. It's not you know, a, no. I, I, what I shit on them for isn't that they don't do anything. It's that what what is their purpose? Like they don't serve any purpose. Like they're not an interesting character, and that's the thing. Like even Ahura and and um and and Sulu and Chekhov even like they all ha- are more fleshed out as a character as a person than Neelix. They're more fleshed out than Neelix. Absolutely, yes. I. I, I think Absolutely. I think you're looking with your heart. I really think Whatever. you're looking with your heart. I don't think there's a world in which Chekhov is more fleshed out than Neelix. Definitely. Like we know. Maybe more Neelix interesting. Maybe that's the right word. Me. He has very interesting right and emotional word. moments. He has a, a, a brush with, with, with what his thought about the afterlife is going to be, be. He starts off one way. He turns into something completely different. He has a girlfriend who then leaves him and breaks up with him because she grows out of him. And then she leaves. He's got a relationship with a, with a little girl. He's got a, a how's he going to find his place? Um, like it's Chekhov has none of that. I he, I like Chekhov. I don't dislike Chekhov, but Chekhov doesn't have any of those things that I just described. He Chekhov is the funny Russian guy. Yes, but maybe funny Russian guy is more is more fun. <laughs> like maybe he's just more interesting baseline. Okay, moving on down to a character we can both agree is great. Uh, number eighteen, uh, seven of nine. Yep. Um, she's an awesome character. She's the reason to watch Voyager. She's one of or the, the two reasons to watch Voyager. Yeah. Uh, did you just say she's two reasons to watch Voyager? Um, I said she's one of the two. Oh. Her and the doctor are the reasons to watch Voyager. I thought you were referring to her giant breasts, which is the reason they brought her on. I do and love I her think, giant breasts, but. And I think that that this is the where the credit is due for Jerry Ryan. They brought her on to be to be spank bank candy for all the teenage boys. And the actress, Jerry Ryan, was having none of it. Like she was uh-huh. like, you know, you, she was like, I can be your spank bank if that's what I need to be on the show. But once I'm here, fuck you. I'm going to create an interesting and three dimensional character. And and she's a girl. I love her. She is great. She's um, maybe deserves to be higher up on the list, although now we're getting to some of the Niners that I love. Like number 17, Miles O'Brien. Oh, I do love Miles. Here's the thing about Miles. And this is where we get into heart versus head, right? I love Miles, even though he is unimportant. And maybe it's his unimportance. Like when Q meets him, he goes, "You weren't you one of the little people?" Uh-huh. Maybe it's yeah. Maybe it's, it's his. It's seeing him become something else. But right? he doesn't like, become something else. He is always. No, I mean, be. I, I feel like he was. You, you saw a hint of it in Next Gen, and then he gets to f- be fully realized as as being really good at what he does. On, on Deep Space sure. Nine. Sure. Well, and, and for those of you looking for something fun to do, there's a comic called uh, called Chief O'Brien. Oh, Go my God. It's so good. Um, <laughs> it's so funny. Um, but but I would say this. What makes him great, and, and they tried to do this with everybody on Enterprise, and that's why I don't think it worked. He's an everyman. He's what, like, Archer. The reason I don't like Archer as an everyman because he's the captain, but an everyman on ds9 with all these extraordinary people all around him and he's just a normal guy with some you know some marriage troubles and he's trying to be good dad but he's not a really good dad and he's maybe a bit of a a, a lush and he's he's not that good looking and he's a little bit overweight and he's loses a temper and he's not even he's not even an officer he's an enlisted man like he is just like 
a regular guy. And he is, but he's really awesome. good at what he does too. Like he's, sure, well, he's I, yeah, not. He's capable. Certainly, he's very capable of what he does. I I don't know if he should be further down or further up because of because of the everyman status. Um, number sixteen, uh, Charles Trip Tucker the third. Oh, I love him. You know, I love him. I love him. I think he's great. My wife loves him. him. I adore him. Um, ultimately, a martyr to the Federation, as we're told, as they tell us. Um, uh, are the, and and this and they write. I don't even know what you're here. talking about. Trip lives. Here's what they write, and this is what it, what they wrote. They said the whole campaign. Trip lives. Hashtag write, trip lives. Perhaps trips ranked too high on this list, but let's throw Enterprise a bone. And I kind of agree with that statement. <laughs> like, he's further up on this list because we want to give Enterprise some credit, um, uh, because he is the most likable character on enterprise absolutely um, i mean i think him and archer both are very likable but if not you know. my favorite i like i like flocks better but like he's you know i but, like flocks too but flocks is i mean flocks is clearly other and different right and i think yeah. that people have a tendency to like things they can relate to and i think that the doctor is a really cool character and i really like him he's very interesting but i don't know that as many people can relate to him so that makes him like not occur as 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 likable right number 15 julian bashir your favorite you know i love that man love julian bashir <laughs> they say they call this one of the most strongly defined character arcs in all of star trek because of the way he evolved you mean just because they completely do a like yeah, a 180 like right. a crazy shift not, like at some point he does not evolve yeah he's i don't think that guy. counts and then <laughs> i don't think just guy. being like by the way actually he's this crazy genetically engineered like super person if he is an evolved character then he's the worst person in starfleet because for like four seasons he lets ships get taken over he lets people almost die he lets himself pretend to be knocked out while people are kidnapped he does all these things to protect the fact that he's genetically engineered to hide it from everybody he doesn't use it when it's really really needed for four seasons or right. you just got to kind of accept that they switch they flip the switch on the character Right, like, which is reality. <laughs> I would almost have liked it, and I, we don't have time to go into this is on Bashir, but would it not have been improved if in that episode, like, he got a switch flipped in his brain where he then remembered what he used to be, that, like, like he didn't have access to any of that, but now he did? Oh, and you mean could... sort of like um, in, in X-Men, the, the Jean Grey f switch? Yeah, so, just something Phoenix where, the, where, the, where the, you don't something... have to look back. Like, yeah, where they'd put a governor on him or something yeah. in his brain to, like, to to be able to hide the fact that he is what he is, but something burns it out, and like all of a sudden he re realizes his full potential. Yeah. Anyway, that would be interesting. Yeah, that would have been an interesting way to do that. That would have been more believable for the for the past instead of painting him as just like either a yeah, and, and a complete a, asshole who's so self serving. And on a show that cares or, so much about continuity, that's the continuity show. There was a simple fix that they didn't do. Anyway. Yeah. Number fourteen. Uh, she doesn't belong up this high. Beverly Crusher. I like her. She's a, a capable doctor and a fine dancer and a good botanist and also a, a an amateur archaeologist. And she's, you know, I I love that she is a, a drama teacher and and also a mom. And and additionally, she she kind of is whatever the episode needs for her to be. I love in season seven. They're just like they're like, hey, remember how she is really also an amateur archaeologist? Like, sure, she is. But that's fine. <laughs> 
But she's she's look in terms of like so far the people who have been better than like Uhura and 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 Sulu. I've been totally okay with Seven of Nine being better. Maybe okay with Miles. Not sure how I feel about Truck Trip. Maybe okay with Bashir. We get down to Crusher. Crusher does not deserve to be on the list this high. She doesn't like. She is not better than some of the people that we've argued about. Um. I yeah, like I don't her. know. I mean, she she's she's got a lot that she represents and a lot that she's doing, you know. So it's it's but, hard to say. Like you know, what? you're right that my my tops would all be original. But she's like a cipher for the for the episode, but, and I never I like her. I just don't think she like she's in she's in rare air now. And here's I, like, the thing: she was so likable that they got rid of her for a season. I, they I fired I like her, her and they had to hire her back. Yeah. That matters. That's kind of a big deal. Let's talk about a, a, a more passionate redhead here. Uh, number 13, Catherine Janeway. Um, oh, she's look- definitely better than Janeway. Oh, really? I think so. As a, as, are, you, uh, are, just you, the- are you throwing the baby out with the bathwater there? Are you like, I know I, you don't like Voyager. But maybe, you, maybe, maybe I am. Is loving Janeway. I, I think that it's, I think it's because I, and I think it's because I, I wanted her to be so much more than they let her be. Um, and that taints my view of her. So I can't, perhaps I'm not able to see her as she is and to see it, the positives that are there because I'm so upset about the stuff that isn't there. Okay. How about this? Number 12. Here's somebody you love. Montgomery Scott. Scotty. Fuck yeah. You know what? Fuck yeah. Yeah. You know what? Here's the thing. The Chekhovs, the Sulus, the Uhuras, they're all fine. But you say the triumvirate and I've always kind of felt like Scotty was the number four there. I've always felt. Oh, he definitely is. He is. He is four. Like yeah, it's like it's. Um, like I, what can you say about Scotty? He's he's likable and funny and um and tough when he needs to be. And I like fat Scotty and I like thin Scotty. I like all Scotty. I like all the Scotty. I like yeah. Simon Pig Scotty. I just like Scotty. Scott, yeah, what's well, Scott to like? He's awesome. Um, uh, someone who does not belong ahead of Scotty. Number 11, Jordy LaForge. No way. Yeah. I'm sorry. And it's yeah, not I, that I don't like Jordy. I like, I just like, like Beverly. Jordy a lot. Just like Beverly. I feel like they're fine. There's nothing. They're, they're like mid-20s. There's, they're, like, they're fine. There's nothing controversial about them. They're not Scotty, nor are they, you know, Wesley. They're they're right in the middle. They're they're good characters. When they have episodes that are there, I mean, I think they're higher up than than right. I don't think they're middle of the pack. I think they're they're like tier two. Mid tier two would be middle of the pack. Here we go. What? what, what, what that's what. There's only three tiers. I think there's more tiers than that. That's number ten. Kira Norris. Do I? I do love me some Kira. I do I, too. I cannot. For lie. you and me, I think she absolutely belongs on ten. But like, if we keep in mind Trek fandom. A lot of people don't like her. What? A lot of people fucking wrong, find her off-putting. I, I think so, to like? too. Here's the thing. I think she suffers from people not liking season one, Kira, who I don't like that much. But she grows. Talk about an arc. Oh, yeah. Talk. She becomes so much and, more. And so much evolved. more than she is like, in like season her, one. And, I, th- an and I would evolution. even argue you need her to be the way she is in season one to have all of the awesomeness that she later becomes. Absolutely. I agree. Number nine. Worf. Yeah, top 10 without a doubt. He's been on he's been on Star Trek more than anybody else. Yep. Um 
Uh, he's had more appearances than almost any other start. They say almost any other. That's really interesting. I, I do wonder who's been in more in than more than him. Yeah. Who could possibly be on more than Worf? I don't more, know. Appearing in more episodes. I don't, I can't imagine. Maybe O'Brien. Maybe. I, I don't know. Okay. Seems so anyway, likely. Worf, um, uh, he is, he is again, iconic. Um, like for instance, we're in a position here where number eight is Odo. Odo's amazing. Yep. Love but me Worf some Odo. But Worf is better. Like Worf, Worf is up there, like top five, like up there with Spock as like, like a recognizable. Uh, awesome uh, bridge crew member. Yeah. Odo. I love Odo. And it, I like, again, Odo speaks to my heart. <laughs> um, so it's so, it's going to be so hard because after Odo, Cisco. Now you don't like Cisco as much as me. I don't. I do like him though. Like I, you know what I mean. I like to say just because I don't like him as much as you do. I do like Cisco. Yeah, it's a lot to like about him, and especially I like mellow, scary Cisco. That's a, like the way that he like again. He's another one of these characters that I think they do a really good job of you getting to see a lot of who he is, and I think he does a really good job with it. And I and I like that. Uh, number six, Doctor McCoy. Now listen. I can I can see people on in next gen being ahead of McCoy. I can't. Nope. Picard. Picard. Nope. Picard is no. good. I'm sorry. Top three is the triumvirate. Period. End of story. Picard's right, well, right it's, after. It's, I'm going to have to disagree with you on that. But here's you can the disagree. thing. Disagree. You can be wrong. I mean, it's, you're all right. So here, here's, wrong. here's, here's hear me out. Here's what I'm going to say. I believe he deserves to be top top five, top of the list. Um, they're going to name one of my favorite characters, a character I like more than McCoy next doesn't mean I think he's better, which is number five, Commander Riker. Now, listen, I think I don't think you can argue that there is an argument for Picard to be ahead of McCoy, even if Picard's not. There's even an argument for data. But Riker? Yeah. Ahead of McCoy? Like, like, this is not even a matter of disagreement. Disagreement. Like, this is not a matter of, of well, I think no, it should be objectively, complete. that's just wrong. Riker's Riker's good. Riker's not top 10. Riker's about 15. Riker's right around, you know, if I look at Riker's right around, Riker's right around Scotty. You know, Riker's right around, you know, maybe slightly less, like, Riker's, there's no way Riker's ahead of Worf or Odo or Cisco or McCoy. There's just no way. Um, Sorry. Right, so the yeah, last I mean, not, four not being, McCoy and, and maybe, maybe more than Cisco for me. I could see that. Um, yeah, but not so McCoy. Here, so here we go for the for the remaining top four. We know who it's going to be. It's the order that's going to matter. Data, Data, Spock, Picard, Kirk are the top four. Now I can tell you, and I, fifteen years ago, I would have put Data at Kirk level. Data's not aging well for me. Data, as I watch more of Data, I it's. I feel like I've seen the shtick so much that that it doesn't. It's not. Yeah, it's a shtick to you now. <laughs> it's 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 shticky. Um, uh, it it's not it, it's not living up to what I used to think it was at the time. I remember thinking the data was the best character on the show, and maybe for kids, I, I definitely it. see having like it occurs to me that data is is around where where Spock would be. That that makes some sense. That those two are 
like Spock is, he's definitely the Spock on next gen. And as a result, that makes him more likable, more interesting um, than, than the actual second in command Riker. Yeah. And, 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 and and, and more than Worf even, who's also another bridge crew member. That's very interesting and different and new. Uh, I, so I think that it, it makes sense that he would be right around Spock, like he would be right after Spock. That makes sense to me. See, but, and I and I, I would move him. I I would probably move him past Cisco and Odo. Um, but against preference, like you know, like we're like I said, rare air as we get up here, except for Riker, who doesn't deserve to be breathing it. Um, you know, <laughs> if we take Riker out and we take Kira out and we go Worf, Odo, Cisco, McCoy, Data. Kirk Spock Picard like that's that's you know that that all makes sense but let's do the top three all in one so we can just sort of debate around it really quick they put Kirk is three Spock is two Picard is one fuck that so here's the thing is there a world where Spock is ahead of Kirk no I understand here's the thing I understand all three of them being in first place for different reasons. Picard being the Picard being the quintessential uh the, the the quintessential Starfleet captain and probably the strongest actor of the three and having so much to do. Uh, I just don't I don't see how you possibly put him ahead of of Kirk. I'm sorry. It doesn't you understand make any there's sense like a 20 like a 25-year-old debate about who's the better captain. Yeah. Like that I do. I, I find Picard in, incredibly engaging a lot of it being the performance i find late 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 like later episode uh, later uh season picard to be thrillingly great but there's something to be said for shatner being shatner um there's, can't beat there's the shat. and yet and yet there is not star trek without it being like you could do you could do star trek with a different captain in the original series, they did it. Spock is what made that Star Trek. He was the alien on the show. He was. He was sure, Star-Trek. but like that, you'll note the other one that they did with a different captain is not exact. Like as no, as like, like it didn't work. He's not as good. It ma- that matters, right? That's that speaks to it. Like if if you know, sad to say, but if Pike had been like the show, never would have been made. Or if it had been, they definitely wouldn't have gotten to three seasons. So this is this is uh this is where I'd like to end the episode because we're not going to come to a consensus on, consensus on this. But I'm going to agree with what you said. I'm going to agree that you uh when you said that we should do the uh we should do the the show um from intervention that we should do that uh that we should do that after this show. So I'd like to bring these three to intervention um and maybe the whole top five minus Riker um uh and and. I'd like to hash it out with an audience and see what they think. I think there's sure. arguments. There's, I Here's the thing. If I heard that Kirk was number one, I would totally agree. If I heard Spock was number one, I could totally agree. If I heard, heard Picard was number one, I could totally agree. They are in a class of their own. And it's really just down to preference when you get to those three characters. Um, and there are arguments. Because I do think, because for me, I feel like it's a tie. Right. I don't I don't know. Like Spock and Kirk are tied. 
Yeah, I mean, it's so it's, it's, it's there's a special logic I, there. So this whole idea of like who's better, I don't I don't even really know how to deal with that. I don't even know how to really come at that. Well, I think we come at that with an audience full of people. I think that's the way we do it. I think that's certain, like it's it's a conversation I'm willing to, uh, slash argument I'm willing to have. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so thanks for being with us all the way through this uh, this this trek through the characters. Um, stay tuned next week to see what we said in the past. Um, but for now, my name is Justin. <laughs> my name's Alexia. Trek off. Trick off, bitches. Hey, you know what makes us different than all those other podcasts you listen to? We have a movie. There's a movie of this podcast on Amazon Prime right now. Just go right now on Amazon Prime and go look. Check it out. Just search for it. There you go. There it is. Trek off. One word. Just search for Trek off on Amazon Prime or Amazon Instant Video if you want to rent it. If you don't have Amazon Prime as a subscription or if you want to buy the DVD, it's there on Amazon. But seriously, this podcast, you got all the way to the end. Now go watch us and give us reviews and tell the world, man, a podcast got made into a movie, man. How cool is that? Go look it up and share it. Love you guys.